up, everybody. You're now at your favorite stop for all things sports, politics, and culture. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey, a production of ThatCast Network. Hey, now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, in the Living the Dream studios. And I got D-Boy alongside me once again today. What's going on, D-Boy? Hey, it's been a good day, bro. It's been a real good day. Productive. The sun was out. Yeah. It's been real cold lately. The sun was out. It wasn't too cold. I'm happy. Tell me more. I woke up and won. <laughs> I mean, that's, an, that's enough said, yeah, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I did. I mean, I made... Sure. I done made two songs today okay. here at the LTD studio. Now we at the podcast. Right. I done had a couple visitors, Trev Thurn, Jay Gibbs in the building with us right now. Right, right. Amara, um, uh, I done ate, I cooked salmon today. <laughs> I did a lot of stuff, you feel me? I done went to Whole Foods and what's the other one? New Seasons. I went new to Whole seasons. Foods and New Seasons in one day. It's been good. That just sound healthy, yeah, don't it? Me? Whole Foods and New Seasons. I got brain food today. <laughs> We're going to have a good show. That's what I'm on. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, as you all heard, D-Boy's having a good day. As for me, um, I've been at work, working, grinding, doing what I do. Got a haircut. It's, that's always a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, transform into a new man when you get a haircut <laughs> yeah you but fresher no. than me right now for <laughs> yeah. sure yeah got those things taken care of but um i want to really just dig straight into this because we don't often talk about the nba just because well we we have been but i'm talking about during the season specifically we haven't talked much about the nba outside of what our predictions have been um a lot of that having to do with i wanted our podcast to take some responsibility for some of our takes and how we felt this season was going to go and obviously keep track of that as the season progresses. But it's just too much going on this week for us to stay away oh, from Oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. And it's some exciting stuff, uh, and, you know, if yeah. you're a Laker fan. <laughs> if that hints at anything. So, so since you already hinted at it, let's take it there. <laughs> um, you got Anthony Davis, who's requested a trade. Obviously, he plays for the Pelicans. Many of you already know his agent is Rich Paul. Rich Paul is also LeBron's agent. Um, they represent Clutch Sports. It's also LeBron's best friend. Tampering? I mean, Tampering? I mean, well, they already got fined fifty thousand because oh. yeah. Well, Anthony Davis got fined fifty thousand because Rich Paul made an announcement pretty much that Anthony Davis wouldn't be signing an extension mm-hmm. and that he basically wanted to be traded. Now, I'm also seeing a big power struggle here. Because you obviously got Anthony Davis requesting this trade, wanting to go to L.A. That's just apparent with everything right. that's laid out in front of us from his new agent to LeBron's relationship that could be with the though, agent. Can't it? He's still in contract. Well, he is still in contract. And what it's going to take is for the Pelicans to actually go ahead and make this trade. But that's the part that I want to talk about because I personally feel as if the Pelicans are kitty-cornered now. I What you mean? I think they're kitty-cornered from an aspect of – Anthony Davis and Rich Paul making this announcement, um, they knew that they were going to get fined. They knew what was going to come with that. We obviously know the power that LeBron holds in the league and that he's trying to really spread throughout the rest of the league, especially when it comes to the business aspects of things. You have a guy like Anthony Davis, probably has the brightest future in the NBA right now today. Obviously, he's a superstar in the present, but he has just as bright of a future as a Giannis, somebody of that level. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, superstar caliber player. So you have the Pelicans, who obviously don't want to make the move and give Anthony Davis what he wants by trading him to the Lakers. But what do you do about keeping a guy that doesn't want to be kept either? Keep him. 
Why would you do that? Because it's Anthony Davis. You just said it. I mean, they, they still want to win and have somebody come in and pay for some tickets. But That's how what does, Anthony Davis is going to do. But Regardless if he want to be there or not, they're going to sell some tickets as long as he with the Pelicans. I get that. I truly wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly understand that. But my main thing is this. If Anthony Davis wants to go and you're going to keep Anthony Davis, obviously not against his will because he's under contract, my but point. you're keeping a player that doesn't want to be kept. This is not like your you're, girlfriend that wants to leave. You ain't you keeping her. This ain't like that. No. It's, you ain't in contract. It's business, and I, I get that wholeheartedly. But now we're talking about these players that are being represented pretty much by their friends and these execs losing players and allowing these players to do what it is that they want to do. If you keep a player that doesn't want to be kept, what message does that send to the rest of the roster that I mean, knows it's he not, wants to leave? I mean, it's not even about that. It's more so the fact that if you don't do that, then you're kind of showing that the, the NBA players, which I know you like and I'm a fan of too, but it's almost like they have too much power. It's kind of like when you get taught through growing up in high school and playing with. I had some coaches that we bumped heads or I didn't necessarily like at some parts of the season. And it's just not like, boom, you can go change schools or, but you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like, that comes, I felt like I was taught that coming up playing sports that you got to face that adversity and deal with the fact that sometimes you don't like your coach or sometimes you're not going to get the playing time that you feel you deserve or whatever the case may be. But just to show that, up, I don't like it. I'm. A, it seemed like that's become the norm in well, the NBA. Around, and if they keep him under the contract, it might show something different. Well, first off, he's been there for quite some time, yeah, so I don't think no he's disregard a player that's to that. Popping out, by no, any means. no. I, I agree. Like I, I said, I agree with him wanting to, to go. What I'm saying is, in general, I feel like it has become the norm that the that players show that they have that kind of power. I think it happened with Jimmy Butler recently. Of course, we know LeBron. When he wanted to get out of there, he was getting out of there. It just It's more and more common where they show the unhappiness and the fact that they want to be gone, and then they be gone. But what I'm saying is now that you are in this position of being an exec and having the final say on what decision will be made, how do you respond to the other players on that roster that knows that he doesn't want to Listen, be there? Listen, ain't it only he one more year? He doesn't want ain't to be there. Ain't it only one more year? After this year, there's still another year. That's what I'm saying. Deal for – he ain't going to go out there and just walk and not play, is what I'm saying. Anthony oh, Davis sure. is going to be a, a, a grade-A class type of guy on the court. So it would be different if it was two and three and four additional years. We almost done with this season. But we got also, two, three months left. But we're also left. talking about a team that we know is not a contender with or without Anthony My Davis. My point. So They're after this last year, let no. us – you if in that's contract. The case, if that's the case, let him go. Why would I keep a player that I know is going to be gone anyway after this contract? I can get more assets for him if I make this trade and possibly still be able to build towards hey, something hey. instead of play, why, paying him, losing why. him, and now I don't get anything in return for him. That's I'm why we co-host, because you got Pelicans. your take and I got mine. But <laughs> I'm letting him fly. I'm, I'm keeping him for that year. You're going to have to finish this You're and be a class act. You're not a championship. And you might you not. Might get it's not guaranteed to win a championship where else he go. Well, that's his. That's on him at that point. I'm talking about if you're the organization looking out for your own organization. Hey, they you're knew not going to win, win with him, with so that let point, him that's, go. That don't make sense because they knew they wasn't going to win one at the start of this season. But why not trade a guy of his status and get other players and draft picks, maybe cash considerations, whatever packages like these said, teams want to offer next year, in return sure. for that good after of a player. After next year, sure, player. I, you Thank can you. after next year because he's a free you. agent.
Yeah, exactly. He's so, gonna let him finish so you and can't, then get and So you then get nothing for him. No, you're gonna get some. Why would you you can't? He's a free agent. He gets to decide where he wants to go. In order to get any value for Anthony Davis, you have to trade him because he's not man, extending. They and that, he's man, they're gonna have back. some cap, is that what I'm saying. They're gonna, it's Everybody's gonna, oh. getting paid. Now we're talking about the success of the organization and what we want to do going forward. If we pay him to stay, Bruh, but and what we're I'm still saying not is with all win, the people you name, they're not gonna win a championship with them. But you still have have valuable assets. You ain't it, let them, these players, no. let Kuzma continue. Let's say he does get traded to the Lakers. Let Kuzma come and continue to thrive as he's been doing. Now you got still a young Kuzma. Absolutely, now. but this is what I'm saying. <laughs> no. You got a young Kuzma with still a couple of years left on his contract. He can gain more trade value, and now you can continue to play with pieces. This isn't, this isn't a situation where you trade him and you win a championship, but if you lose him and get nothing for I mean, him, you what are I'm not saying. building with your I'm organization. Focused. Too much on the fact that just guaranteeing that he's going to the Lakers. It's not guaranteed. So it depends right. on what's the situation <laughs> so, that so he for, gets. You, you get, feel it, me? That's so what I'm saying. If the right situation comes, basically what I'm saying is if the right situation comes along that calls for him to get bailed out a year early, then cool. But I just haven't heard it yet. But, I haven't heard a good enough situation yet. Period. I mean, I mean, he just requested to be traded this I, week. Exactly. Granted, I, granted, I ain't seen it yet. Granted, he, they have until the seventh to be able to make the trade. That's the trade deadline is February seventh. But ultimately, what I'm really kind of liking about this whole situation is that Anthony Davis knows this. You're either going to keep me and pay me and we're not going to win, or you're going to get rid of me and send me to where it is that I want to go. You still get something in return for yourself, but I'm really in control of the of the decision that you now have to make. Sound like because a win-win I situation be going for, for Anthony Davis. Absolutely. Okay, cool. But it's not if, but if I'm going to keep a player that doesn't want to be kept, now what am I saying to the rest of my organization? Why wouldn't I get a shit ton of value from whoever I make this trade with for somebody the caliber of Anthony Davis instead of paying him just for him to leave. Hey man, but well, I'm gonna you, tell you but this. since he's leaving and you want to keep him, you want it you get into a power struggle. I'm excited like to see to how go. this pan out because I think we really got two totally different takes on it. Absolutely. I, I, I'm I'm anxious. I'm interested. Absolutely. So next up we're going to talk a little bit Super Bowl. Um, obviously we got that coming up this weekend so keep it locked. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit ThatCast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. And uh, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that was a little intense there. I, uh, that was fun. Pelicans, Pelicans better get rid of that. Pelicans better get rid of Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to go. <laughs> I wouldn't care unless he go to L.A. anyway. So we'll I mean, see. yeah, but but if I'm the Pelicans, he's got to go. But let's talk a little bit of football because <laughs> we got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. Um, obviously, we got the Rams and we got the Patriots. Last week, we discussed a lot about Tom Brady. So I absolutely don't want to hear Tom Brady's name in this entire segment. Hey, as I just in talking about the as, Super Bowl. As I said in the <laughs> intro, we got two uh, two guest visitor friend homies that's in here right now. Hot take, hot take. Who y'all got to win the Super Bowl this weekend? Patriots. Patriots. Who you got? Who you got, Jake? Man, I'm a, 
I'm going to go ahead and give it to Brady, man. Oh! <laughs> sorry. I don't want to talk about Brady. They both gave it to Brady. They both gave it to the Patriots. <laughs> they both gave it to Brady, but I don't want to talk about Brady myself. Oh, man. Uh, L.A. Rams. What, what I do want to talk right about. Notice I didn't say Patriots. I said I'm going to give it to Brady. <laughs> That's why he's the greatest individual champion of all time. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. But back to, back to, back to the regular program. Um... <laughs> I want to talk about this week because obviously it's it's Super Bowl week. Um, you've had a bunch of media, all this kind of stuff going on. Uh, you've had players, you know, talking with a little bit of everybody. And you finally had Commissioner Roger Goodell come out and discuss um, the no call that was made during the Rams and the Saints game. True. And Roger Goodell basically defended the referees by saying, well, you know, our refs are human too. In a nutshell, that's what he said. Yeah. Um, what I want to ask you is, do you think that's valid enough to be coming from a commissioner that didn't speak until 10 days nah, after that this ain't took valid place enough. anyway? No, nah, that ain't valid enough. <laughs> no, That's terrible. For one, it was a, it was too long for him to even speak. I needed yeah. to hear something within 24 to 48. Yeah, because everybody knew it was a bad call it, when it happened. And it was too blatant no for 10 days. 10 days is too much for one. Right. A terrible explanation for two. I, I don't like it. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I mean, I don't like what he said either. Obviously, I understand what he did and what he was trying to do in defending his referees because really. Elaborate. Else, make it more clear. Really. What was he trying to do? What he was trying to do is defend his referees yeah, because what else. Them. Exactly. What else could he say? But you can't protect something that's what, as blatant as that. It's certain well, instances where I get it. He didn't say that they were right by any means. He did. He said the politically correct thing. Do I agree with it? Absolutely not. But he said the refs were human too, which is him basically alluding to the fact that, that they, they made did a make a mistake. You, yeah. mm-hmm. They did make a mistake, but it wasn't like he came to the direct defense of the refs. Then he would have looked bad, or he wouldn't have been able to kind of wiggle himself out of that hole that he would have dug out. That he would have dug <laughs> because really. You can't defend that. We all know anybody who watches football know that was a bad no call. But I think what he did, he couldn't have done anything better. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot that uh, in the past week or two that a lot of people think that the NFL is rigged. Do you think that by we any chance? hear that chance, every year, though. Do you think, I no, know. No, I, and, and I don't think so. I think things like this further support that notion, to be honest with you. That was too blatant and somebody was too close. And, I mean, and, it and we hear it every year, sure. and then something like this happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a believer of that. I'm not a believer that the NFL is rigged. Do I, I think? Do I might I, be 50 50. Do at I this think? Point. Do I think it can be rigged to an extent? Absolutely. But I don't think that was planned. I don't think that was that planned. Ain't what I, said. I don't that think ain't it was planned within the that league, ain't what especially. I said. I well, said, well, a rig. You, you, rig, plan, you yeah, plan a rig. I, yeah, I, what I'm saying, though, I mean, so you just saying it in a different way. You no, just, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is. I don't is, think that particular play might not have been planned. That's no, what I'm but at. I think it's rigged still. I don't, I don't think, think you, you can't plan on what play they're going to make to do exactly. that call. So, you so can't, how can it be rigged? So then? what I'm saying, <laughs> no, this is what I'm saying. In the moment, it's rigged. Not the fact that they plan to. They It's the team that they want to win, though, period. And if they could do a call or a they? no call. Who is they? Be a little bit more specific with who they the is. NFL? The NFL? Who, it, who getting paid off of it? No, no. So what So what you're saying is this was discussed with the referees that the Rams I needed to win like that game. I feel like I don't That's know what is what I'm saying. No, but I'm, I'm saying not, that I think it's enough things that take place in the NFL to make it 
at least uh, it turns the wheels. So. It turns the wheels. So. I think so. I, I, I don't think you can rehearse. It's that. too many. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, that. you don't know what play they're gonna run in order to say, oh yeah, with whatever amount of time left on this play, we're gonna not cause something. But what I'm saying is. I think just like I don't like the fact that they just hired four referees from L.A. to officiate the game. I think that this has been set up the whole year that the league wants the Rams to win. I really believe that. So you that. think this has been a whole year now? You get into bruh, some conspiracy I think that, theories I, for real. I don't even think it's conspiracy. A year? I mean, I'm just saying, bruh. Bruh. Four, four, four referees. The biggest game of the year, and you picking four uh, referees from L.A.? I'm not. I'm not defending the NFL or All the referees. All I'm saying is it'd be a lot rigged. of things that seem <laughs> advantage-wise that just it seemed fishy, bro. I don't think it's rigged though. I mean, I, 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 might, I really that might be a little think, extreme, but I, yeah, I just don't fishy. think you. I just don't think you can. Am I on to something? That. I don't I mean, think you can rig. That. I, I mean, I think I'm on to something, bro. It's like it's a come. Like I said, you these are things. It's kind of like. This is a completely different situation, but how I'm going to tie it back together. You remember early on in the podcast when we covered the H&M, the terrible marketing for the uh, the brand yeah, with yeah, the yeah. monkey and stuff, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You are having the biggest game, period. Not even in just football. The biggest game, period. The Super Bowl. And you're picking four L.A. Officiating referees that don't that don't speak volumes. They might have been the best four. Nah, bro, <laughs> that that might have been the best four. Be honest, that don't speak volumes to something. No, I mean I I agree that that was not a smart move by any means, but I'm not going to go as far as saying the NFL it was do too many unsmart moves I, to make me not believe it that rigged. it might be a possibility I'm not that here to something is set them, up there. And that's I don't all think, I'm saying. And I don't think Goodell defended him. That's why I said what Goodell said was really about the only thing he could say. I'll give him credit for that. I don't agree with what he said, but the way that he yeah, framed he, he, it, he was he, tried, he was basically he cornered. Knew. He didn't have too much that he and could he say. Had, to. And he had ten days to think about it to yeah, be able to he, say. That's why he literally the perfect eyes, thing. He had too much time. It, it but I, but better. I just don't go as far as thinking the NFL is rigged. I just think there's too many elements of it that are for real. Obviously, when you look at the athletes in itself, I don't like to credit the work that they put in to the league being rigged. I, I don't think it's that simple, personally. Obviously, the referee, I mean, the league did make some mistakes with the four refs being from L.A., with taking 10 days to finally speak out. Sure, I get that. I just won't go as far as saying it was rigged. I do think that it was a legit mistake. Um, the referees are under pressure, too, just like players are under pressure, athletes are under pressure. They were under pressure in that moment in a tight game to go to the Super Bowl, and they boofed. Too blatant to <laughs> they hear boofed. pressure. It was too, they boofed. It was too it is obvious, it is. and it was more than one well, penalty. It was, it was blatant. It was that two penalties Seattle at Seahawks once. should have gave the ball to Marshawn Lynch, but they threw a pass, and they got intercepted. That so was they, rigged, it's, too. It's pressure. <laughs> that was rigged. Too. Oh, my God. Can we talk about Marcus <laughs> Peters, man? Can we take I, it to the bay? Yeah, I do want to talk right, about Marcus Peters because – It's rigged as NFL. <laughs> <laughs> because, first off, I want to say that what I'm getting ready to discuss, I don't know for fact. In fact, it was a meme that I saw. Or it was a screenshot, I should say, that I saw. But basically, there's a news station based out of Oakland called KTVU. For those of you who don't know, Marcus Peters is a cornerback for the Los Angeles Rams. He'll be playing in the Super Bowl this weekend. And he, as well, is from the city of Oakland. Um, obviously, and he rep it loud and proud. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's well known. I mean, he's Marshawn Lynch's cousin. Everybody knows the connection that's there. He's a prom he's all I mean, he's a pro bowler. Prominent player in the league, starter, big deal. 
So KTVU is obviously covering the Super Bowl, as is every media outlet right now, because that is the biggest event that's shaping up to take place here this weekend. KTVU made mention of Jared Goff, who's from Marin, which is the Bay Area, and they also made mention of Tom Brady, who's from San Mateo, with the, which is in the Bay Area. Made no mention of Marcus Peters. Now, if any of you know Marcus Peters, as I said, he gives you he gives off a Marshawn Lynch vibe. But Marshawn Lynch aura, they're related. At least they claim to be. You know how us black folk can be sometimes. We might not be blood, but we cousins anyway. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anywho, mm, like back to CJ. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but anywho, I just thought it was interesting because that news station did get called out for not giving any shine to Marcus Peters, who they who went to high school literally blocks away from those studios, but they mentioned Goff and Brady. So since since I believe I, I'm just trying to fill this out right now, since I think you're gonna have a more of a negative take than me on this one, can I can I tell you what initially comes to my head when you just said that? Absolutely. I'ma give KTVU a pass on this one. And the reason I say that is because they mentioned two quarterbacks. I agree, I agree 100% there. Golf and the Brady thing, I think that is, is just the comparison. As well as we all know, even though we sports heads and we know down to linemen names, you feel me, basically. Unfortunately, cornerbacks and defensive backs and defensive players in general don't get as much shine and pub as those position players, Believe such as running not. backs quarterbacks and all of that so I, those two things together I just gotta say I'm giving KTVU a pass I don't think it was blatant or racism or blackballing or any kind of stuff like that this is that's what my I'll say point. that's this, my opinion this is what I'll say this is what I'll say I do agree with the quarterback points um, I also agree when it comes to recognition for NFL players things are a lot different than they are for a sport like basketball and even the MLB where face facial recognition is prominent because when you watch them in action and doing their job you get to see their faces you don't get to do that with the sport of football I actually alluded to that a bit last week when we discussed yeah, Brady and Jordan yeah, and you yeah. were talking about branding yeah. um, but what I will say is this and this is obviously my opinion but I do think that even though KTVU didn't purposefully do that, I have a feeling that they were unaware in that very same breath. So you think that they didn't mean to do it, but I, they were I don't think it was malicious. So you agree with me? I don't think it was malicious by any means. So I give them a pass too. But what I do believe is that you to be more negative. But what I that. do believe is that there was a lack of awareness there as to why they didn't say anything about Marcus Peters. But it just kind of they should know. With the player graduating from a school blocks away from where your studio is, he's a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl cornerback, and he's playing this weekend, they should know. The responsibility is for them to know. What I'm saying is if they did do it maliciously, then they knew that Marcus Peters was playing this weekend, and they still decided to Maybe not mention him because of the quarterbacks. But I, it's more of a situation, but for them to bring up where they both came from, I think is where the argument oh, gets man. made. Listen, I'm you giving got two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl from the Bay playing I get each that. other. I get Forget that. about where Marcus Peters I is from that. right now. I get that, that means say CJ Anderson is from the Crescent. No, I, I, I know. No, it's different because no. it's the same city. 
It's, it's local content. So it's very different, I think, from CJ, who's not from Oakland, and Marcus Peters, who is. So I think there's a difference there. Graduated high school hey, from Oakland, etc. Et what I'm saying is I'm giving KTVU the pass, too. <laughs> but I just wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they had no idea that Marcus Peters was playing in the Super Bowl this week. That's my point. And uh, I think that in itself is a problem, if true. Know. But they I cover, already let it be known. This is my opinion. I think it wasn't about that. But yeah, I don't think it was yeah. malicious. So yeah. By any means, I don't think it was malicious. So uh, next up, we got our Taking L segment. Keep it locked. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit ThatCast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. So now it's time for the Taking L segment. We, uh, we gave you a winning formula on being an athlete as good as Anthony Davis and Kitty Corner and a team to have to make a decision where you'll come out victorious either way <laughs> because you're either going to get paid a grip or you're going to get sent somewhere where you want to go. And still get paid a grip. And still get paid a grip. <laughs> so we gave you a winning formula there. Um, I think we also gave you a winning formula on some of this NFL stuff. Obviously, we just discussed uh, Marcus Peters' situation. Um, I think – we gave you a winning formula from my perspective and saying that I think there was some lacked awareness there. And from D-Boy's situation, giving him a pass because we are talking quarterbacks. And that is the most prominent position in the sport of football. Um, and we also gave you a winning formula on how not to wait till 10 days after you make a call or after a to call is made to say something like that. <laughs> He was better off not speaking <laughs> Saying nothing on it at, at all. This. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And sometimes we need to do that as people. It's just not <laughs> just say nothing at all. Quiet. Just be quiet. <laughs> but just not, not here on this podcast. We're going to tell you like it is. <laughs> so now it's time for Taking L's. And this week, um, whoever of y'all follows me on Instagram, you might have seen something that I posted from some content that I saw. It was an interview with a rapper out of Los Angeles by the name of Blueface. Blueface um, was on the show with, what's Academic show called? The one Joe Budden used to be on. Whatever it's called, DJ hey. Academics, Nadeska, their show, it's on Complex. I forget the name of it, but it was what an interview. What is that called? I can see the, they got the name right in the background. Yeah, I totally yeah. forgot the name of it, but it ain't, who cares? Okay, yeah. It's right. Academics and Nadeska. Yeah, I'm yeah. not either. Mm -hmm. right, we'll, we'll move right along on that. Right, right. Um, so... Blueface is doing this interview. Obviously, he has a song out and a dance out right now. Um, the song is called Buzz Down Tatiana, and the dance is called The Buzz Down Tatiana. Before we go further, the interview was entertaining. I like oh, yeah. it. We, oh, yeah. we watched the yeah, whole thing. It definitely I, was an entertaining interview. That was interview. funny. It definitely was an entertaining interview, but where I had a bone to pick, many of you know that I am from the Bay Area, born and raised, now living here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, and I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. but, me too, me too. But there was a question asked to Blueface in this interview, and they basically asked him where the dance came from, where Blueface got the idea for this dance, and Woody obviously say. it's I'm super popular right Woody now. What do you say? And Blueface responded and said that it was a West Coast dance, which has some truth to it, obviously. But he didn't directly pinpoint the region in the West Coast that the dance was created. As I mentioned, yeah. I'm from the Bay Area. I know, Blueface knows, and some know and some don't know that that dance was originally created in the Bay Area. Him being from L.A., he didn't want to give the Bay Area that credit 
And so when you say West Coast, it could still be a LA dance. You it, got it from a, when you say that. Absolutely. Nope. In fact, in fact, another example of an LA artist that has done something similar to this before was YG, who, by the way, I'm a huge fan of. He did it a couple times, well, a couple different ways. Yeah, YG, I am a humongous fan of YG. I was just at his concert two weeks two, ago. Two days in um, a row. Damn near, yeah, I, I went to two. I went to both nights that he was here in Portland. Um, I would say. My two favorite hip hop albums of all time personally would be the Carter Three from Lil Wayne and My Crazy Life from YG. Personally. I would say I'm not saying those are the two best, but okay. my two personal favorites where those albums take me back to a time and a place that I vividly remember in my life and how fun it was and how great, dope the music was. Great collective was. project. Yeah, yeah. Both of them. Our classic albums. Both of them were classic projects, and those are like my two personal favorite. But it was a song where YG um, basically said that he was the only rapper out of the West Coast to make it without Dr. Dre. Now, my problem is I don't care about the dance that was created, the bust down Tatiana that was taken, or what he says is adopted, that he's blown up to make a big deal. I do have a problem with him not giving the Bay Area its credit for creating the actual dance when he was asked. Just say the Bay. When he the was West asked. The West Coast is too wild. It ain't, yeah, and it he ain't knows direct it's from the enough. Bay. And he knows it's from the Bay. And he like I sure said, know. YG has done a similar thing. And a point that you actually made to me. Okay. You made a point to me about one of the songs that made that dance popular back in 2012 was the Up song. And mm -hmm. YG 2011. was on 2011. Mm -hmm. That dance was very popular in, in reference to that particular song. Um, the dance was created before that, but that song definitely blew yeah, the dance up to a visual with 50 big Cent in it. Like, come yeah. on now. YG was on that remix. Now you have this song that has blown up with the same dance. YG and YG is on, is that on this remix now. So, first off... I'm going to give YG his credit and say he's a heck of a businessman for being able to link that together in that type of a way. I don't know if the outside world noticed it, but you did. I and did. I, you I, noticed I, I it. I've seen it. And, and I see it, too, because I, I watched it. him perform the remix to the song when I went to a show a couple and, weeks and, ago. And, and in addition to that, the whole Mustard and YG thing back right. in another because everybody was saying Mustard sound like the Bay, you know. Exactly. So basically, so basically, and it is starting to really be put out there now, people from the Bay are starting to post and say different things and Hell, so I just basically, wrote a song about it. basically I feel like the Bay Area is Soldier Boy right now the Bay Area is Soldier Boy what you mean they created the dance and they're not getting credit for it <laughs> the same way uh, Soldier Boy created his lyrics that Drake took and he's not getting uh, credit for it I'm, I'm not liking how <laughs> the you Soldier that. Boy right now I think that was a reach that was a bit of a the reach the Bay is Soldier Boy right now that's just <laughs> that, what it is that was a bit of a reach and 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 <laughs> Blueface is Fortnite because you know what's happening with Fortnite, uh, right? Uh, what? Fortnite. So Fortnite, the super popular game that I've still never played, but Me, I'm man. sure everybody in this room here has heard of Fortnite before, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So Fortnite with their characters, they're taking a bunch of hip hop dances and like not giving the creators of these dances any credit. So now you have a bunch of creators of particular dances that have blown up and Fortnite is ripped off for the characters in their video game and, it's and they're hit. suing and they're suing hit. Fortnite. Yeah. Because they're not getting credit for any of their dances that yeah. they created. 
Blueface is that's not giving like, the Bay credit that, that for a dance me, that, that the Bay created. That reminds me of the, uh, Busco, R.I.P. Busco, another legend out the Bay, and I call him a legend because he was the creator of that. What are those? That whole yeah, yeah, statement yeah, 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 thing yeah, yeah. with the shoes, and he didn't get his credit before he passed on recently. So uh, that's what that reminded me of. But I'm a, I'm a dig into. I, like I said, I don't really like how you tying in the Soldier Boy thing, but I'm a dig into why Blueface took an L in my opinion, and uh-huh. then I'm gonna tell you about mine. So, they asked, on this same interview, they asked Blueface, what was the biggest moment in your career? He said, when I, when I got that advance money, I was able to call my mom and let her know I got that advancement. They said, what you do with the money? He said, shit, I blew it. I'm a crib. <laughs> Eddie, that was more so in the L for me than still in the dance or none of that because people rip other people off every day. And when I say rip off, that's kind of a a broad statement because I'm not meaning it directly, but more so like a lot of the songs that's being made hits right now are are kind of bitten off somebody but else. that's so, not the problem. The problem is when you're not giving somebody but, the but credit like for it. But like I said, it's not always that Rihanna is giving credit for uh, the Carlos Santana. Well, if they getting paid, yes, they are. <laughs> Just like I mean, we talked but, about but the other I think day, this, this, um, a, this, this Travis Scott a, song this is more 30 of a, different this writers is more of a, a bunch of songs. Now this is more of a. It's uh, Fortnite. I think it's more of a. Like I said, we wasn't tripping about because whether he mentioned it or not, the Bay not getting paid for that dance no more. This is more of a mentioning. This wasn't about getting paid for you. You just literally said they didn't mention the Bay definitively Absolutely. where that was from. So I think whether he mentions it or not, the Bay not getting paid for that song. That no, no, dance. no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, if you're directly asked, I don't care if he didn't mention. If that question never got asked to him and he didn't mention it, I wouldn't care. But when he was directly asked. Where the dance came from, he did not give credit to where the dance came from. Similar to when Roger Goodell was directly asked about the penalty, he just said the refs were human instead of saying it was a terrible no call, instead of saying really what it was. And that's the problem that I have with it. I know who can and can't get paid from it, but if you're asked and you can't tell where the dance actually came from, to me that's a problem, especially because this isn't the first time that that's been the case with these two regions. I think that West Coast term gets used a little bit too loosely because most people do think of L.A. when they think of West Coast. But the Bay Area has created its own stamp, its own mark, its own legacy. Um, as a as a region, as a whole, outside of just rap and hip-hop, probably the most innovative place in the world, definitely the most innovative place in the United States of America. And we can talk about tech companies, we can talk about Ubers and Lyfts, we can talk about everything that was created in the Bay Area as far as innovation is concerned, <clears throat> which is also a reason why these artists have been able to get away with not crediting the Bay Area because most of the time people in the Bay is too busy trying to innovate something else even when whatever mm. it is that they created we gotta speak got up ran more. away I like, I like the... Uh commentary that this is I, I know I've been seeing a lot of comments where people saying this is the problem with West Coast is divided like it don't matter where it came from but I think it does matter where Absolutely. it came from and I think that it'll clear some division if people start giving credit where it's due period yeah for sure and that and that's all it is right there I mean at the end of the day you got 
You got Intel was created in the Bay Area. True. Intel is very popular here in Portland. Very But popular. if you go on Wikipedia, it's still going to let you know that Intel was founded in the Bay Area. <laughs> right. Can, Blueface could say where that dance came from, but he refuses to. And I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a subtle message in him Blueface doing so. Blueface took an L for boy, boy what's your uh, L, advanced, man? What's your L, though? My L is Don Q. And if you don't know who Don Q is, he is a rapper from... The Bronx, New York. Yeah, yeah. He's a label mate of A Boogie with a Hoodie who making a lot of noise right now. Absolutely. I love his new single and uh, he just, you know, doing some real good things right now. But Don Q, his label mate, just got very embarrassed. I'm tired of rappers, true rappers, getting embarrassed and annihilated in rap beefs by singers. Would you agree that you, when you think Tory Lanez, you think singing before rapping up until probably recently? No, I've heard, I, I actually, I've, I've heard of Tory Lanez on the Tory Lanez as a Tory rapper. Lanez, the majority of his hits have been on the but radio. But Tory Lanez singing. definitely can go pop with it, and he's it's definitely exactly. a singer. Don Q but can't. He, but he's he a always true rapper, rap. battle rap sounding type of dude to even take it even further. So the fact that he got destroyed, me and you sat there and listened to both of them. We listened to the first one, the second one, the response, all of that. He got chewed up and spit out by Tory Lanez. If you don't know about the rap beef, Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez also gave Joyner problems. Joyner Lucas, who's a really good rapper. That, uh, it, it, that's, what I, that's my too. point. I'm tired of rap. True rappers getting beat by these multifaceted, predominantly singing type of people. I'm, I'll that, be honest with you. That's ridiculous. I'll be honest with you. I have an insane theory that's and it's, in relation it's not to even that. Close. I, I have an insane theory that's in relation to you that. Think it it's helps not. Them. It's not directly correlated. No, it's it's crazy, and I'm not going to discuss it today. Because, <laughs> you can't. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, no, okay. I'm gonna tell you why. All I'm gonna right. tell you why. Because I do have a couple of guests that are going to come on here, um, and they work at a hip-hop station here in Portland. I was on their podcast, and I promised them that they can come back to our podcast okay. right. and come chat with us. And this particular topic that I think relates to kind of what you're alluding to with mm -hmm. the singers being able to outbattle the rappers mm -hmm. these days, mm -hmm. or who seems to be the true rappers, right. um, there's a real direct correlation, but just keep listening yeah, to future episodes. And in the very near future, you'll hear what I have to say. And I'll refer back to this very statement when I do so. Yeah, and um, I mean, that was it for me. I, that's yeah. pretty much where I closed out. I just heard a very uh, un, unbalanced uh, battle, and it, it just it was embarrassing. Tori, Tori's a problem, though, man. Tori, <laughs> got, Tori got spit. Tori got spit. Sheesh. But um, D-Boy, tell him where to find you. Uh, at D-Boy LTD with an I, not a Y on all platforms. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the whole nine yards. Uh, we working on new music. As I said, we just laid down two new ones today. So stay tuned. A lot of stuff on the way. And you can find me at Pounce underscore Sation. Make sure you go to the website, wakeupandwin.com. That's wakeup, the letter N, win.com. If you'd like to purchase merchandise there, get you some swag. Um, yeah, or you could just search Devon Pouncey if you want to find me. But y'all know where to find me. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. You can also go to that, that iHeart iHeart Radio. You can also go to thatcast.com. Um, that's the network that we are a part of, and you can find our content along with many other great podcasts there. So on that note, we're going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that's to stay woke and go win. Victorious. Victorious. Wicked.